when we met, it wasn't quite clear to me. What you had in store was there for only me. Should you know you took me by surprise? When I turned and looked, I saw that message in your eyes. There you were, I found on the floor. The way you move, girl, only made me want you more. I did not know you had been hypnotized To the movement of your body dancing in my eyes I know I had to hold you and make you mine Don't want to control you Just have a good time in ecstasy When you're laying down next to me Did I start too soon? I don't think so. 
Good morning, everybody. It is showtime. It is January 26th, 2020. It's the Roaring Twenties. And our sports is coming to you this morning after playing some Barry White. Hello, everybody. I'm Brent Reed. No, I'm joking. I'm Brian Reed, everybody. Welcome to the all-new Down Ray Sports Radio here at the podcast. Being a little silly, doing some voice exercise, getting the voice up and running and ready to go. Um, if you never listened to the show before, it is just a show about sports. Subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe if you're listening on SoundCloud or Google Play. Just like it and be kind. Please rewind. <laughs> um what a week, what a day, what a month, what a year. Um, a lot of things this past week has happened and nothing to ride home about or go insane about. Uh, Derek Jeter making the Hall of Fame was big news for all in New York, every Yankee fan out there, uh, especially for my uh, my family. We were very happy that the captain, number two, Derek Jita is now a Hall of Famer. Um, being a fact, my mother has a signed autograph ball. She's been waiting to see if the value of it's going to go up. So eventually, I guess she could part ways with it. I hope not. <laughs> but um, yeah, congratulations to the captain. Uh, the conversation is, why was he not unanimous? What the heck was that all about? Why is the captain not the second unanimous player of all time? Well, Jeter is great and one of my favorites, but Jeter wasn't a better all-around player than Cal Ripken, maybe, um, in the scheme of shortstops. Maybe Jeter's two. And maybe, honestly, maybe Jeter is number one. Maybe we, you know, Jeter has more championships. Um, <clears throat> his, his, his numbers offensively turned out to be better than Cal. I think people like Cal because he was a different type of player. He was a very – he was a – I don't think that you've ever seen a shortstop like Cal Ripken Jr. before when he came along and he bursted along the scenes. So I think that's what, you know, the love affair with Cal Ripken still is, is, you know, everybody still loves Cal. Hey, you know, Cal's my guy. That's who I, um, <clears throat> that's who I resonate with. But Derek, for a generation of kids and for a generation of people, is and was the man. You got so many players actively today that wear number two or want to wear number two or you know want to be or wanted to be Derek Jeter um Jeter to some degree may be the reason why the game has kind of become so stiff because Derek wasn't a trash talker even though he talked a lot of trash Derek showed up every day did his job put his uniform on um and went out and played and just played hard and but for those of you, and I'm going to keep harping on this, if you don't play in New York, you're going to have to be a showman. Derek, when you play for New York in any team, all you got to do is be good. The city will speak for you and trash talk for you and, and will be your mouthpiece. You playing for the Milwaukee Buck Brewers or the Seattle Mariners, you better open your mouth and you better be a showman and you better you better bring some shine to your to your scene, if you dig what I'm saying to you, uh, Jeter is not going in alone. He's going in with Larry Walker. Uh, Walker played. Uh, he was a great player. I watched him his whole career too, and <clears throat> he played with 
Montreal, the Expos. He played with Colorado for the for the majority of his career, and then he finished out with St. Louis uh, and got a ring here and there on those uh, St. Louis teams in the mid two thousand. So you know, Larry was a beast. He wasn't. He was the man in Colorado, but they didn't really do nothing when he was the man. And then you know, on those St. Louis teams, he was more of a a piece. I just don't know if he's a Hall of Famer, and I think so many of these guys are just voting for people f- for the sake of voting for people, and it's kind of getting, it's really like, come on, guys, you know? So we'll see what happens next year because there's some big names that are still left out there. Speaking of big names, last night the king himself, LeBron Dreams, the first, I think he's the first, uh, passed the Black Mamba. Last night LeBron moved to third all-time in score points, scoring in the NBA, only trailing Carmelo and uh, Kareem, Olaj- um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, he is, if I'm, I wrote it down somewhere. Where's my notes? Here we go. Um, we're talking like the Kobe stuff in a second, but right now LeBron is now like 6,000-plus from Malone and <clears throat> another 8,000 from Kareem. LeBron's got to play for a while and keep averaging what he's averaging. Um, he's a freak. He's an anomaly. We've never seen anything like LeBron before. A guy who's played this long at this, you know, at this level um, without breaking down. We've never seen this in, in, in any sport where, the you know, in, in a team sport – where it's so demanding on your body, the guy, you know, the, the lead guy just stays ahead and shoulders still better than the rest. So the question is, will the old man known as Father Time eventually show up and say, hey, LeBron, it's time to collect? Or will LeBron, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's passing Kareem. And it's crazy because nobody thought anybody, everybody thought it may be Jordan. But Jordan didn't play as long as as, as LeBron. And a lot of guys, you know, don't, don't, you know, most, some of the greats played 13 years, 15 maybe. LeBron's the 16th year, man, and counting, and counting. Think about this in the scheme of things. Kobe played 20 20 and he didn't he finished the most he fit when he left he was third all time um Vince Carter has played 21 years he ain't nowhere he's nowhere in the top 10 so congratulations to LeBron and what he's achieved because it does mean a lot It, it also means he's played on a lot of teams where he had to be the man and that brings me to my next point who who did it better who had the better career Kobe or LeBron? I heard a conversation the other day on one of the debate shows. I wouldn't want this one to be my role model for my kids. I want to, first of all, <clears throat> you guys sound foolish. It was that uh, um, the fake PTI, the excuse something, the 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 Fox show with Jason Whitlock and uh, Marcus Whitley. Uh, Woody or whatever his name, Wally or whatever his name is. I hope they hear this. Because they sounded dumb, first of all. Uh, no athlete should, should 
Bino, I'm sorry, buddy. From the moment you lace up your role model for me, for children and adults, get over it. Get over it. That'd be if that was the case. Mr. J, uh, um, Marcus Wiley, what made you play football? I tell you what, it won't damn sure won't because of your creativity and originality. You ain't come to it independently. There was someone you watched that you idolized and you said, I want to play football. I want to emulate and be that person. So stop it. Stop it. And then to sit there and then to judge either Kobe or LeBron and say, neither one of them are fit to be role models. I think you're, you're, those two, and I used to like Jason Whitlock a lot, but they do more to, and I'm going there for a second, they do more to attack black athletes than anybody else out there. Here you got, let's start with LeBron. Here you got LeBron James. Yes, he might have gotten coaches fired. He might have asked for players to be traded, but LeBron just wants to be great. He just wants, he wants to be great. How many of you, if you had that power, wouldn't abuse it? White or black, how many of you wouldn't abuse it? think Tom Brady ain't went into the locker room and said, yo, go get rid of this guy? Get out of here. You think um, uh, you, th- you think there hasn't been baseball players like Bryce Harper that is going to say, ah, yeah, we, we don't need this person. You think ownership hasn't confided in, 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 in Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers? You think guys just happen to just be getting cut? <laughs> The, catch me a break, yo. You know what I'm saying? And so you got LeBron, who I've uh, harped and attacked on a numerous braces. I used to wait for LeBron to do something because he was an easy target. But from a player standpoint, you got a guy that goes out on the court and plays every day and plays the right way. You got a guy who's a facilitator. You got a guy that if you're willing to play on his level, will get you to rock. You got a guy who's created a high school for free so kids can learn stuff that will better them, better than what the public schools is teaching them. And he doesn't even charge you a dime for it. You got a guy who's who's who's, who's <clears throat> elevated his community, taking guys he went to school with, put them on his back, and giving them a job. The most, um, the most powerful agent in all the sports right now doesn't have a college degree. That is impactful, and that's because of LeBron. Now you look at Kobe. Say, um, Kobe had one incident, one incident that he was acquitted of, first of all. First of all, he was acquitted of this incident, and he learned. He never fell back into it. He didn't keep repeating the same pattern. He built off of that and eventually elevated himself and put himself in a position where he could be a role model, especially for his girls and, and other people. So don't sit here and tell me the two ain't role models. You guys are a joke. <clears throat> you guys are clowns and you shouldn't be on TV. And you fit right in at a place like Fox where you could just say whatever crap comes to your mind. But <clears throat> back to on the court stuff, because that's what matters to me. I asked the question, what if LeBron had his Shaq at an early age. So Kobe has Shaq in his 20s, and Shaq got him three rings early and already put Kobe in the Hall of Fame. So what if LeBron, when he got drafted, Kevin Garnett came and played with him? 
or Tim Duncan came and played with him. Think about that. Like LeBron, for the first, the reason why we attacked LeBron early on because he, he has chosen one tattooed on his back. Let's just be fair. But the guy for the first 10 to 11 years never played with anybody. He never had another all-star on the team. Mo Williams was his second best player. I said it, Mo Williams. As well as Mo Williams. Then he gets D-Wade, who was kind of broken down by then. He gets Chris Bosh, who was uh, obviously was, a, was at the same Chris Bosh we saw in Toronto. And then he goes to Cleveland. And he gets Kawhi, Le- I mean Kyrie Irving, who we clearly see is, you know, a little out there. You know, my man, you know, you start thinking the earth is flat, you need you need to re- reevaluate things. And then he goes out to LA his first year, and he had nothing. So now you give him Anthony Davis, and look what he does with Anthony Davis. He's just Steamrolling competition. Now they lost last night, but for the most part, they steamrolling competition. And he's letting Anthony be the man, which shows you that if you had given LeBron, he's not a selfish guy. So if you've given him more, oh boy, because it, it, it makes you laugh because you got to give Kobe the edge on a better career because Kobe has five championships. But Three of those championships have an asterisk because they're Shaq's championships. And I don't give a damn. Oh, Kobe has something to do with that. You could have put anybody on those L.A. teams, and they would have won a championship. You, <clears throat> Shaq almost won with Penny Hardaway. And could have, honestly, if, if Phil Jackson would have went to Orlando versus going to L.A. Now, yeah, what happened to Penny happened to Penny. But think about Shaq with anybody that's just willing to score. Now, Shaq says they're the best one-two punch, and they were. But Shaq could have done that with anyone because Shaq was the MVP on all three. So normally when you're the most valuable player on all three, that means you won those, and the other guy was there for the ride. Same goes. So Kobe won two championships and to LeBron's now three. <laughs> okay? That's how we're going to look at it. But congratulations to LeBron. Um <clears throat> I like to see now if he's going to catch Kareem. I think it'll be cool. It's something to watch for. It's something to look for going forward. It's going to be exciting. It really will be. Um, today's show, guys. What is my, oh, sorry. Uh, today's show is a lot of fun. We're going to talk. Come, we're going to talk Super Bowl. We're going to talk sports elsewhere. I'm, I'm going to go outside my element, if you will. And I'm going to touch on some tennis. I'm going to touch on some boxing. And um, talk a little retirement with certain people. Uh, music today is going to be real chill, mellow, relaxed. Um, I'm up the next. Normally, I cut the second and third song short. I have to get up and get something to drink because my throat is dry. So I'm going to let this next song play out a little bit. Uh, we're going to come back, touch on uh, the Super Bowl. This is Downray Sports Radio, the podcast. I hope you enjoy. Subscribe today. And um, let's go. Nah, 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 I'm not going to finish with that. Let's do it the right way. This is Down Ray Sports Radio, the podcast. I'll be right back in a shortly. Um, lovely Day by Billy Waters, and here we go. When I wake up in the morning, love 
Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's all right with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be A lovely day Impossible to face when someone else instead of me always seems to know the way. Then I look at you, and the world's all right with me. Just one look at you, and I know it's gonna be. Day. You guys are about to get some real inside baseball because I'm gonna drink this tea while I do this next segment. I don't care if you hear the slurps, pause. I don't care. Anyway, the Super Bowl. This is Super Bowl week. Ba-da-da-da-da. Ba-da-da-da-da. 
hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop for one second. Uh, give me pause. We need to throw in some music for the Super Bowl real quick as the Super Bowl is coming this Sunday. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need some excitement. We in Miami. I should put on a Miami song, but I uh, I hesitated and I. I got nervous and I just do want anything. <laughs> I didn't have a Miami song in the queue, but uh, this Sunday coming up, not you know what the heck I mean. Sunday, uh, the Super Bowl next week is here. Uh, the excitement! It is the biggest holiday in America. More people gather around for this than they do Christmas, Hanukkah. Kwanzaa, Thanksgiving, Halloween, you name it. They're there for the Super Bowl. That's why the next day everybody asks for, can we have Monday off? It just makes sense. Maybe you should start giving people Mondays off. But uh, if you've been under a rock for the last month, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to face the San Francisco 49ers. For the 49ers, they were just in the Super Bowl not that long ago. Uh, they play, they faced the, uh, the Ravens. Uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, if you remember, they were down in New Orleans. The lights went out. It was a crazy game. It's been so long, Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback of the team. For the Chiefs, this is something new for a generation of fans because the Chiefs ain't been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. So this is, you know, the last, you know, there's people that have passed away since the last time the Chiefs, have, I mean, I can be set for any championship, but you know what I mean. So, um, I'm not going to give, like, my hardcore preview here because um, there will be a downright sports uh, YouTube show on the Super Bowl talking about the Super Bowl and um, basically breaking down. Uh, we're gonna, It's the Super Bowl party. That's what I'm titling it. I'm going to try to have a little fun with it. I'm actually recording that little inside, more inside baseball. I'm recording it after this, but it won't air until this Wednesday. It'll air this Wednesday on the 30th, so you'll get to see it this Wednesday, a couple of days before the Super Bowl. And um, But today, it's time, you know, some things need to happen for the NFL, I think, to continue to be the dominant force. Because for the first time in years, for the first time probably since the Ravens and the 49ers went to the Super Bowl, we're getting teams we don't regularly see in the Super Bowl. For the, for the entire 2000s, especially... In this past decade, the Patriots have been literally the faces of the Super Bowl. You can always pencil in the Patriots. And I know for some, you know, so so many teams, you know, so many years, people were like, oh, the Patriots, Patriots, Patriots. Really, the Patriots in Seattle, the only, you know, they've gone twice. Everybody else has kind of fallen by the wayside, but Denver's been there. You know, you kind of, you know, to see the because the Chiefs is always, the Chiefs haven't been there 50 years, so it was always. You know, the Chiefs is never going. Now the Chiefs is dead. It's like, oh, wow, it's kind of surreal. For the 49ers, their organization was so garbage post Colin Kaepernick that now that they're back in the Super Bowl, it just shows you, like, that organization, when run, when run right, is the cream of the crop. It's one of the top organizations ever. And they, they just proved that clearly. Um, but the Chiefs... Andy Reid, number one, to kind of put a stamp on his great career. Because Andy Reid's been a fantastic coach. He's gotten two different teams in the Super Bowl now. One of a handful of guys that have done that. Um, so, congrats to him. But Andy has to win. Andy has to win. Or he's going to be just like um, John Fox. John Fox got Carolina and he got Chicago. Chicago. No, he got Carolina and he got Denver. 
to the Super Bowl, but he lost both. And um, he lost one to Seattle, and he lost one to the Patriots. So for Andy Reid and for Patrick Mahomes, these guys need to win. Patrick particularly because Patrick can now become the face of the NFL. He is every he's he's it. Stop trying to look for it. He's it. It's not Lamar. It's not uh, uh, It's not Watson. It's not even Russell. It's not Breeze and Brady anymore. And it's damn sure ain't no Aaron Rodgers. It's this guy. It's Patrick Mahomes. He's, le- he's not even 20. He's 25. He's got a team to the Super Bowl. He's an MVP. He does what he wants. He's a freak. He's a beast. He's what the NFL needs right now. A... A, a, a quarterback that is not a traditional guy, a guy that can either stay in the pocket because he's going to have longevity because he doesn't need to run because he can throw that thing a thousand yards and he's got accuracy. Patrick Mahomes is my he's one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in forever. But he need that ring on his finger to put him in rare category to put him in that stratosphere. The NFL has had a pure superstar probably since Dion. In all honesty, Jerry Rice was that, but Dion and Jerry were probably the, you know, the true superstars, true cream of the crops, true, you know, these are the guys people wanted the jerseys of that didn't play for their team. Jerry Rice and Dion Sanders. Patrick Mahomes, I think, could be that guy and still should be that guy. And I think that they have that's why I say they have to win this coming Sunday. They have to win this big game. And it's going to be an uphill battle because the San Francisco 49ers have the pieces to stop them and know what it takes to stop. They'll just sit back. Their, their corners will just sit back and let Patrick throw it. He can run all day, but they ain't going to let him throw it on him. I can promise you that. Now, with a week away, it's still too early to talk money line and all that, but already Kansas City is favorite. So if you want to put some money down, the favorites by one. So that means if they they have to win by three, you know, it, it'd be impossible to see a one, not, uh, you know, a one point win, a one win game. But realistically, it's probably a field goal and you'll win. Um, I think the I think the money, I think it's going to go up once injuries and stuff comes out. I think the money line will start to move. Um, I was checking everywhere. Um, I was checking the the Vegas sports books, but nothing had popped out yet. So we'll see what's up. Um, I think uh, we'll, we'll see what's up. I'm gonna try to get um, on the on the on the special. I'm gonna try to have a guy talk about um, the money lines and how you should put the money down and how you should bet and what's the smart bet, what's the dumb bet. Now, to go outside the NFL a little bit, this past week Eli Manning retired, and I wrote on my Facebook, I think Eli is a Hall of Famer, yada yada yada, and I got attacked. And then I said, well, you know, it's kind of interesting because all you guys love Aaron Rodgers. Eli's got two championships since beating Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron's got one and hasn't been back. Hasn't even sniffed the Super Bowl. <laughs> hasn't even been close. But yet, you guys want to love Aaron Rodgers, and I can't figure out for the life of me why. Because look at Rodgers' career. He's, you can't, it's only but so many times you could blame his team. His team let Aaron down. The team let him down. Did he, though? Did he? Because he always gets the ball in his hands at the end of the game, and he doesn't seem to win. Now, eventually, you are who you are. And if you can't get it done, because it's funny how they put blame on people. When Carolina can't get it done, it's Cam's fault. When Seattle can't get it done, 
it's Russell's fault. When Green Bay can't get it done, it's everybody's fault but Aaron. You, you, you feel me? When you know when 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 uh, Dallas can't get it done, it's Dak's fault. Most of the time, it is his damn fault. But this this uh, this this uh, Aaron Rodgers has fooled everybody to believe in that he is truly like the best in the game. But he has he has one league MVP. He has one Super Bowl, and that Super Bowl was won with a Brett Favre team. And the second time he had a chance, the the, the Giants beat him on at their field, mind you. And there was no lucky pass done there. And he hasn't been back since. And he hasn't <clears throat> he's even been uh, close. I'm going to do a special on him. And I'm going to rip him to shreds. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But I'm going to search him. And it's coming up. And I'm going to be like, why Aaron Rodgers is a phony. And you guys need to, you need to put down the false guard. <laughs> Truly. Because enough's enough with the loving Aaron Rodgers. My four quarterbacks in the league is Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, and Drew Brees. Those are the quarterbacks I still have faith in. Oh, Cam Newton, you got yeah, he was hurt. How many players are gonna get hurt? Calm down. The guy was a, a MVP and by himself took his team fifteen and one, fifteen and two, and they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they got whooped, but so what? Come on, spare me. All your other favorite quarterbacks they ain't even made it, so. I hope Cam does get traded. I hope he gets traded to he can't get traded to the Giants. That'd be so sweet. But I hope he gets traded. I hope I hope Oakland takes him or something. And he just rips it up out there. That's what and, and I, that's what that's what the league deserves. Because you you took a guy who you should have put the you should have put the rocket on and you you you, you turn on him because he's a little because he was up. You asked him questions after he lost a game he never lost before in his life. He's never lost a championship. He went to the Super Bowl and was embarrassed, and he came to talk to a guy moments after his most embarrassing moment of his life. Let me see how some of you react in your most embarrassing moments. Let me come ask you a bunch of questions. Kick rocks. Hey, when we come back, we're going to wrap the show up. Um, <clears throat> we're going to talk a little sports all over the place. Uh, I'm going to throw in a little Erica Badu. Love of my life here on uh, Downright Sports. Love of my life is sleep right now. She needs to wake up. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll be right back. Right here, what we're going to do is go back.
wrap it up thank you all for listening today another uh show we're going to be gone for like two weeks i want to say um let's look at the calendar shall we yeah i'm going i'm um going out of town next week you expect i'm not doing any pop-up super bowl show unless something crazy happens but uh no show on the second no show on the ninth we'll be back on the 16th so pretty much the entire month of february I won't be around, but uh, lucky you. Uh, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please like and subscribe. Thank you. If you listen on Google Play or SoundCloud, just like and then uh, drop a comment. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, what has happened this week? Well, tennis uh, may be finding a new friend. I mean, a new face. When I wrote this segment, she was... Uh, doing very well. When I woke up this morning, she lost. Uh, Coco Golf, the young 15-year-old phenom, if you will, is taking tennis by storm. I'm not going down the, 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 the who she's beating and what, but Coco is becoming a breath of fresh air because she's consistently getting better. She's fun. She's um, she's she's realistic. She understands what's happening. She's grounded, if you will. Um, uh, she appreciates the moment, and she's she's only going to get better. Uh, it looks like she has a good support group around her. The only thing you can hope is like when she turns like seventeen, she's like, ah, I don't want to do this crap no more. <laughs> like, so you just pray that she just wants to keep playing. But she is that she's very good in that, and she's. Um, Doing, she's going to continue the legacy of people before her, and especially carry the mantle what Serena Williams has done. Um, the the women's tennis division is much stronger and much healthier right now than the men's. There are more young women who are in position to just become, you know, the as I say, the showtimes of their respectable uh, uh, sport. And I'm no longer going to, and I, I know a lot of this you know, non-gender stuff is happening, but I, it's no longer men's tennis is the dominant one. Women's tennis, to me, it gets more buzz than the men because the women are more compelling, they're more entertaining, and there are names you remember where the men's these guys are just getting old and there's no young talent there's no young lion that's coming out of nowhere and for you know 
for whatever the case reason, that's what it is. And, um, you know, you know, young athletic kids aren't playing tennis. They want to be football. They want to be basketball. They want to be, um, you know, they want to play those sports. You know, they don't want to be tennis players. I'm here to tell you, tennis plays a lot of money if you can get in it. I'm letting you know. And um, fun story, my mom used to play tennis and <laughs> won a tournament. Or something at where they used to play the old U.S. Open. She won the tournament and had her sto- had her trophy stolen off the train. She was riding the train home and somebody stole the trophy. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Uh, the same tournament, my dad and my uncle played doubles and got the sm- got smoke beat out them. <laughs> and, uh, they just went out there to have fun, but uh, a little inside my my family's a little athletic in there somewhere. I don't know where it went with me, but they're a little athletic. Uh, a couple weeks and. It's important uh, I say this because we the week we come back is the week um, Tyson Fury and DeAndre Wilder will be fighting. Must needed in boxing. Just like Zion Williamson is must needed for the NBA. Um, Ty- Fury, Wilder, uh, I can't think of the other, Anthony, J- Anthony uh, J- Joshua. These guys are needed for boxing. Boxing is heavyweights. Fighting is heavyweights. UFC... Small guys can be the, the faces because of, you know, the people just want to see the knockout or a chokeout. Boxing is still about the smooth science, about the dance, about the rhythm. And quite frankly, you get two heavyweights throw hands, okay? Walter Waits, little guys, they're more strategized because they don't have the power of the punch. So they're, they're trying to, blow, you know, the Floyd Mayweathers of the world, they're trying to, you know, when you over on points heavyweights when they get in the ring and just throw rockets and throw haymakers and just try especially these two guys they just want to beat each other to a pulp and this is exactly what boxing needs this fight needs to be good this fight needs to be uh if if it could be directed uh Sylvester Stallone needs to direct this this fight and just be that you know hands up Beat you in the face for the last man standing wins kind of scenario. And they need that right now. Boxing can use that. And they got to continue to build off this. They really do need to build off this. And they need these guys everywhere. They need Tyson Fury's must-see TV. He needs to be on every broadcast platform. And so does DeAndre Waller. These guys need to, their faces need to be seen by more and more people. Build it up. It used to be a time... Boxing used to be shown on Sundays on ABC, and Muhammad Ali was one of the fights you could see. Like, that's how crazy that was. And, um, you know, so for a sport everybody said was dead, looks like it's coming back. And I think that's why everybody needs to calm down with this, you know, always uh, trying to put dirt on everything. Just leave it alone, and everything old always comes back. Look, people are doing Roaring Twenties parties. And I, the people that's throwing the parties weren't even born when the 20s first happened, you know what I'm saying? They were probably born just in the 2000s. So I think it's hilarious, uh, you know, how everybody wants to repeat everything that's old, that's new. Speaking of old and never, won't be new anymore, Serena Williams and Tom Brady, are we looking, with Eli Manning retiring, I know Tom's trying to hang in there, but are we seeing the beginning stages of we're eventually going to have to let these two go? How much longer... Could you know Serena is already doing in time too, already doing stuff people haven't done in their sports. In in the past in tennis, people Serena's age weren't playing. Like you were, you were done. In Tom Brady's case, definitely 
want nobody playing up until their forties, especially forty three, unless they were a kicker. So, is it time for us to be more realistic and start accepting these people for what they are? And those older people, older players, and then you know younger counterparts will be better than them, and we're gonna all have to just accept that. That's the conversation for another day. It's a question for another day, but you know it's nothing sad. We just got to reflect on their greatness and. They've been great for so long. I think that's what it's like, oh, my God, they're mortal. That's why my message to Tom Brady and Serena Williams is walk away before you lose your immortality. Because nobody wants to be Willie Mays playing first base for the New York Mets. Nobody wants to be Mike Tyson in the end of his career just getting knocked on his butt or Muhammad Ali. You know, you don't want to be... Because every for every great thing everybody's gonna say, they will bring up. Well, remember how they were at the end. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Thank you all for listening. It's been fun. Uh, this Wednesday on YouTube channel Downright Sports, check out the Super Bowl uh, party show. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, uh, some special surprises and guests, and we'll see how that goes. And, um, yeah, we'll make our Super Bowl picks, and we'll have that ready for you on uh, Wednesday. So uh, take a look, all right? And um, you guys enjoy out there. Be safe. Um, be, uh, be kind. Be courteous. Love your fellow man. And then I'll see you guys in a month. Deuces. Your gutter. For that I hit a chin up 
be a time pinup. Could have came sooner, but yeah. I overslept my get up. Now let's get in the middle. Girl, I'll solve your riddle. Cause we could be strong and protect against the riddle. If you just need to see me, go and get the CD. I saw you all top to bottom like graffiti. Miss smell on sound blind. When you hear the music, thus begins the Mardi Gras. Rhymes ain't the issue, it's how I'm gonna get you. Don't need a billboard hip for me to hit you. The clairvoyant mic is who always comes the tightest. Queens everywhere demonstrating who the fires. Oh, yeah. Well, the bell is rung because the time is here. We gotta change it around and put our things in gear. Oh, yeah. Not much is for sure, but this thing is true. Mm -hmm. Gotta do it for me, then I do it for you. Oh, oh gotta do it for me, and then I do it for you. Oh, yeah, gotta do it for me, and then I do it for you.